welcome to the Stainless Souls podcast, brought to you by the realization of Stainless Souls, a come-as-you-are church of recovery and discovery. This is episode one, Psalm 23, and how you can use it to better your mood. I am your host, Robert Hobbs. In this episode, I want to take a look at Psalm 23. And I want to discuss Psalm 23 from the perspective of a meditator. And if a meditator was going to meditate on Psalm 23, what kinds of analysis, concentration, interpretation should they be doing? Psalm 23 is said to be one of the greatest pieces of written literature in history. It was written by King David at a time when he was grateful for his relationship with God. And he wrote it from the perspective of a shepherd. If you remember when he slew Goliath, prior to that moment, he was a shepherd boy. And he had spent a lot of time in the fields of Palestine with sheep, taking care of the sheep as a shepherd. And in the West, we don't give a lot of credit or a lot of credence to the idea of what it means to have been a shepherd. Uh, We probably don't consider it a very respectable job at all. But in ancient Israel, it was a significantly important job. Now, it wasn't looked upon highly because it was a dirty job, a unclean job. But taking care of sheep was important because those sheep ended up being sacrificial lambs, sacrificial offerings at temple. And so having the sheep taken care of in a reliable way, maintaining their cleanliness from the Jewish tradition was a very important job. But in the job, uh, David, like many shepherds of the time, developed relationships with individual sheep in the flock that they were responsible for. And some ideas that we'll talk about here today is from the sheep's perspective, what was the shepherd? And so if you were a sheep and the member of a flock who did everything that the flock did, herd mentality, if you will, you followed the shepherd. And in time, you learned that the shepherd provided all things to you. And you learned, as a sheep, to trust the shepherd to provide for you not only today, but tomorrow. To keep you safe, to ward off your natural predators with what was called a rod. To rescue you from falling off rocky ridges with a staff to take you to pastures that were filled with healthy 
and green food rather than poison weeds, rocks, or thorns that could injure you. The shepherd knew that sheep don't like water. They don't like rushing water because if they were to fall into a moving river, their coats would very quickly soak up off the water and they would sink and drown. As sheep have a natural reluctance to go anywhere near moving water. When sheep were injured by thorns or rocks, usually on their head, because they were eating with their heads down, the shepherd would anoint their head with healing oil. Each day, the shepherd would meet individually with each of the sheep and scratch their noses and behind their ears, check for injuries and wounds, and whisper something loving and supportive into their ear. And at the end of the day, when the flock and the shepherd were getting ready to settle for the evening, the shepherd would take out his large water jar and dip his cup into the jar of water and let each sheep have one more drink before lying down for the evening. So the shepherd-sheep relationship is very important in Palestine, and it was very important, obviously, in the life of David. So why does that matter? Well, because in Psalm 23, David puts himself in the position of being the sheep, and he's calling out to the Lord as his shepherd. And so I want to go kind of verse by verse through this and help you obtain an appreciation for what Psalm 23 really means or could mean to somebody who's suffering or going through a hard time. And then at the end, we'll talk about how maybe you could use it to bring about a significant change in your attitude, your emotional level, and your outlook. So Psalm 23, I'll read it through once, and then we'll go verse by verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So starting at the top, the Lord is my shepherd. As already stated, a sheep is fully dependent upon the shepherd 
for all things that a sheep needs. Food, water, protection against predators, protection from itself, protection from falling off the side of a rocky ridge, protection from the hot sun, protection from running waters. So the entire psalm can be summarized in just that first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. I trust my shepherd to do all things for me because I'm a sheep and there's very few things I can do for myself. The Lord is my shepherd. Then it goes on to add a little detail, I shall not want. And if you're a sheep in a flock in ancient Palestine, there was nothing that you would want if you had a shepherd because your shepherd would provide all things for you physically and emotionally all the days of your life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then the next verse is, he makes me lie down in green pastures. For those of us in modern Western civilization, it's very difficult for us to shut down. It's not even very popular for us to take rests or to take breaks. And sometimes we need to be forced into a rest or into a break. And for those of us struggling with PTSD, suicidal ideation, addiction, codependency, homelessness, etc., we have become members of society who run on a hamster wheel 100 miles an hour and everything around us has fallen apart and we get the idea in our head that we just have to run a little faster or we have to run a little bit further. And ultimately, we could lose everything, including our lives. And God, as our shepherd, will intervene and make us lie down in green, cool pastures. In ancient Palestine, the flock would go out around 4 a.m. just before dawn and begin to graze in the various fields that they would visit for that day. But within six hours or so, it would become very, very hot. And the sheep at that point would need to lie down and rest so that they could get through the brutal part of the hot day. And the shepherds would find a cool, green location for them to lie down. And while the sheep were lying down, they would chew their cud, and that's how they would digest their food. The sheep would not lie down on their own. They would continue to wander around and graze, and they would become ill if they didn't take a break. The shepherd put that break into their day, into their daily schedule. Now, you may want to look at the break built into our lives as sheep with God as the shepherd. And you may consider the Sabbath, however you want to consider the Sabbath, as the green pasture that we are to lie down in. 
But how many of us really take that opportunity that our shepherd is providing for us to lie down in green pastures and rest? In my experience, personally, I never did. And in time, I faced burnout, as many of you do, I know. But the idea of a rest day once a week fits nicely into the story that David tries to impart to us through Psalm 23. If you want to be a stubborn sheep, that's fine. But your survival will be in jeopardy because the shepherd is providing for you that which you need in order to survive. And if you try to overdo it, if you overextend yourself, you might fall off that rocky ridge. You might suffer from heat exhaustion. You might get washed away in the river. He leads me beside still waters. During the introduction, we discussed that sheep are terrified of running water because if they get washed away, they're going to sink because their coats are going to soak up a lot of water. So not only does the anxiety of the sheep rise dramatically if they are adjacent to a running stream or a running river, they won't drink from such a waterway. And often what would happen back then is the shepherd would build a dam from rock to create a calm bit of water that the sheep could safely approach without fear or anxiety and have their drink. The shepherd would not ever lead the sheep to rough water, white water, or rapid running water because they would become too frightened. So, in the metaphor, God knows that we have limitations, that we have fears, that there are things that we don't want to do, either because we know that it's not good for us or because we think it's not good for us. And so, he doesn't, like a good shepherd, he doesn't, lead us into waters where we can get washed away. He doesn't put us in situations where we cannot swim. He does not put us in situations where we have high levels of anxiety rise up because of experiences that we've had in the past. We know that we shouldn't be in a certain area of a certain event. Now that doesn't mean that we can't use our freedom of choice and end up in those situations ourselves. It just means that God doesn't put us in situations where we need to be afraid or where we won't be able to survive or swim out of the water if we were to get caught up in it. He restores my soul. If you remember at the beginning I talked about the shepherd would whisper into each of the sheep's ear once a day, scratch behind their ears, scratch their nose, check for cuts and abrasions, put healing oil on, and then whisper 
something loving, something encouraging to the sheep individually. And if we can make ourselves quiet, we can experience our shepherd scratching behind our ears, nursing our wounds, and encouraging us with a loving whisper. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In the plainest of English, this is simply God leads us down the right path. Just as a shepherd leads the flock down the path where they won't fall off the ridge, they won't get lost, God leads us down the path in our life that is right for us, where it might be rocky, it might be risky, but we're not going to fall off. We're not going to get lost when we follow the paths blazed by our shepherd. And then the next part of it is, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. A lot of times, as the shepherds and their flocks would crisscross across Palestine, they would have to traverse some terrain that was rocky, hilly, semi-mountainous even. And some of the passages were narrow and rocky. And normally, a sheep would not go on a path like that if, if it was alone, because it would be afraid of falling off. But with the shepherd, they had courage enough and enough trust and faith in him, the shepherd, to follow him as he led them through the dangerous passage. And for those of us in recovery, at least for me, I think of you know the 11th step where we sought through prayer and meditation, conscious contact with God, seeking only knowledge of his will for us, and the courage to carry it out. It's one thing to know what God would like us to do. It's something altogether different to actually have the courage to do it. And here in Psalm 23, David is showing how he derived his courage as a sheep, putting in his entire faith and trust in his shepherd, that no matter where you lead me, no matter how dangerous or evil it might be, I know you are with me, and I fear no evil. For us who are struggling with PTSD, suicidal ideation, codependency, homelessness, other afflictions of of that sort, knowing that you are with me is one of the most soothing feelings that we can have. You, my shepherd, you, my Lord, you, my higher power, you, my God, are with me. And in some other episodes, we'll talk about how you are with me, how to think about the togetherness or the oneness between 
the sheep and the shepherd, or you and God. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, a rod was like a club, three or four feet long, and the shepherd would use it to beat away any predators of the sheep, wolves, foxes, other carnivores that were prevalent in Palestine at the time. And then the staff was used to retrieve a lost sheep or a fallen sheep or an astray sheep and bring him back safely to the flock, gently and safely back to the flock. So as a member of a flock of sheep, the visual of seeing the shepherd with both a rod and staff was comforting. And for us, in the metaphor, our shepherd being God, his rod protects us from danger, and his staff brings us back when we fall away from the path or when we stray away from the path. And it does so in a gentle way, not a harsh way. Our shepherd brings us back to the flock gently, and we should be comforted by the idea that he will beat away our enemies with his rod and he will retrieve us gently with his staff. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. As a shepherd, prior to the feeding season out in the fields, you would go out and with your sickle or your mattocks, remove all the thorns and rocks and weeds from the pasture. And you would have a huge bonfire with all the things that were not suitable or that were injurious to any of the sheep in the flock. The enemies in this case were the thorns, the rocks, the other things that were in the pasture that could cause injury or wounds cuts, abrasions to the sheep. In the metaphor, God is always ministering to us. He is always preparing a table for us. And he's doing so in the presence of all creation, which includes our enemies. But he's letting us know that he knows that that which we fear is in our midst. He's letting us know that we can be confident that the table that he prepares for us is safe and secure, even though our enemies may be in our midst. Now, you might want to think of this as a person with an addiction or a substance abuse disorder, that you need to live and work and play in areas where you used to drink and drug. Your enemies are Obviously, the drinks and the drugs and the people and the places that you used to hang out with when you were in that life. The offer here is a higher power or the Lord or God will provide for you everything that you need in that same area where your enemies are. And because you're a member of the flock, you don't have to fear the enemies anymore. There's really not much else to it, really, if you make yourself a part of the flock, then you are under the care of the shepherd. And the shepherd is responsible for your care and your protection. 
even in the presence of your enemies. Now, the thing is, you really have to be a member of the flock. You have to trust entirely in the shepherd. You have to have faith in the shepherd. You can't stray away into the midst of your enemies and pretend that you're still a member of the flock. The shepherd will bring you back, but he might have to anoint your head with oil, which is the next line, because you've gotten a little bit of a wound. You have anointed my head with oil. Sometimes in some pastures, the sheep would get scrapes and abrasions and scratches and so forth on their noses and their ears from thorns and rocks, etc. And at the end of each day, the shepherd would check each sheep thoroughly and try to locate any injuries. And when he did, he would use a healing oil that they carried out in the field to help those wounds heal. And the attention that the sheep would get from the shepherd when they were wounded was a very comforting, secure activity that built even more trust between the sheep and the shepherd. And then, after the shepherd checked all the sheep, dressed all the wounds that he had, he would go to his water jar and he would dip his cup. And then each sheep would come one at a time to drink from the cup of cool water from the water jar. And the next line is, my cup overflows. Meaning that even at the end of the day, after everything that we've been through together, there is still more than enough of what I need because I am with you, my shepherd. And so, again, with the metaphor, there is always an abundance of what we need when we have a higher power that we've accepted as our shepherd. Just thinking the very basics of life, there is more air than we could ever breathe. There is more water than we could ever drink, available to all of us, no matter what. Our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because I've spent so much time putting my life in the hands of my shepherd, I have become accustomed to the idea that the shepherd's goodness, the shepherd's mercy, his compassion, his empathy will always be with me every day of my life. And because of that, I can rest assured or have confidence that I, as a member of this flock, shall have a place to dwell always, forever, in the house of the Lord. So I should not fear the future. I should not fear the present because I have a shepherd who is providing me with all things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Psalm 23. So there's two ways that I'll offer for you to, after you listen to this episode... Use Psalm 23 in a therapeutic way, a meditative way to heal any mood disorder, emotional disorder that you may have, ranging from the very serious to the very minor. This psalm in meditation can have some very powerful results in your life. 
So I credit Dr. Charles Allen, who wrote a book in the 50s called God Psychiatry, and he provided a lot of the narrative that I went through in this episode. But what he recommends and what worked throughout his career as a minister was that people who were affected by some kind of an emotional or mood disorder would read this psalm line by line, carefully, prayerfully, meditatively, five times a day for seven days. They would wake up and they would read this carefully, prayerfully, meditatively. Then again after breakfast, then after lunch, then after dinner, and then right before going to sleep. Psalm 23, five times a day as prescribed. Some of his congregation would say, well, I don't have time to do it five times during the day. I can only do it all in the morning, so I'm going to read it five times right after I wake up. That's not the prescription. That won't work. What works is to do as prescribed, which is once when you wake up, once after breakfast, once after lunch, once after dinner, and once before bed. Slowly, prayerfully, meditatively. And if for seven days you take Psalm 23 five times a day as prescribed, you will notice, you will experience amazing changes in outlook, mood, and emotion. So with that in mind, I've made two additional recordings that you can use to that end. One of them is a little bit more than five minutes of me simply narrating Psalm 23 five times. And the way you could use that is simply to turn on the recording, sit meditatively, and as each line or verse of Psalm 23 is read to you, reflect on this episode and what David meant when he called out to the Lord as his shepherd. Line by line, prayerfully, meditatively, carefully, consider the contents of Psalm 23. And it is read five times in about five minutes, giving you plenty of opportunity to reflect, concentrate, and focus on the meaning of Psalm 23 and how it could be applied between you and your higher power in the course of your daily life and in improving your moods. The second thing is I've... Uh, made a recording of me just narrating it one time, which you're free to use five times a day for seven days. Or the third thing you could do is copy and paste Psalm 23 from anywhere on the internet or from the episode notes here and read them yourself as you meditate. I'll just caution you that, you know, having a piece of paper and reading and trying to meditate at the same time is difficult, especially for beginners. 
you might find it easier or more soothing if you are allowed to meditate and somebody else, like me, read the text for you while you're focusing on the meaning of the words. That's the end of this episode. I thank you for your time and your attention. I hope that you find this helpful. I will be praying for each and every one of you. My unconditional love is sent to each and every one of you today and every day. And I hope that you enjoy joyful blessings from God in divine love. This is Bob Hobbs. The Stainless Souls Podcast.